On what you know now, do you wish like you had a, sec, a, a third term? Um, and I, I used to say, you know what, if, if I could make an arrangement where um, I had, a, I had a, a stand in, a front man or front woman, and, and they had an earpiece in, and I was just in my basement in my sweats mm-hmm. looking through the stuff, and then I could sort of deliver the lines, but somebody else was uh, doing all the talking and ceremony. Uh, I, I'd be fine with that. This is my favorite Freudian slip of the week because it's confirmation of what I've been saying for the last two years, and we've all known to be true about who's really in charge. Okay, so today, as you all saw just an hour or so ago, President Obama announced that, pardon me, President Biden. Whoa! (laughs) That is news. (laughs) It's not news, it's confirmation. Welcome to Open Source News. Don't forget to like, share, subscribe, and turn on the notifications bell so you don't miss out on real news. Welcome to Open Source News. I am your host. My name is James, a.k.a. Black Conservative Patriot. I had this little notice pop up um, in my back office on YouTube. I didn't realize uh, the date, but it said, New achievement. Hooray. It's your channel's birthday. You've come so far. Just imagine where you and your community will be next year. Keep doing it. Uh, Keep doing you, it says. And... uh, I was like, oh, wow, didn't realize it was any kind of anniversary. And then I looked it up. And yes, folks, this channel, I started this channel on February 23rd, 2009. But to be honest, I didn't actually start uploading in earnest uh, until 2015. I dipped my toe in political commentary. Uh, My first first, uh, uh, video wasn't very good. Hello, this is James Liberty, your average run-of-the-mill black and Latino hippie conservative. Today is Tuesday, March 10th. Just two points. My first point to Mrs. Clinton. Mrs. Clinton, it's 2015. If you want to be president of the United States, you really should have your lying game down by this point. Mira, voy a comentar en dos cosas. Hoy es martes, el 10 de marzo, 2015. But then I really started getting into this in 2016 after I attended a Trump rally in San Diego, not too far from my office. Uh, at It was in the convention center in San Diego. I was leaning toward Trump, but after I went and, and, and saw him speak and I was just a few feet away, I was like, yeah, this is, this is who I'm, I'm, I'm going to vote for. And I actually volunteered for the campaign back in 2016. So we've been on the Trump train for a while. So I want to thank all of you who are on this uh, channel, who support us. If you're watching this uh, on YouTube, please do us a small favor. Just like, share, uh, and subscribe. Uh, It really helps us out. Providing real news to you generally twice a day, even on the weekends, on YouTube, Spotify, and on all your favorite uh, podcasting platforms. Since I mentioned Trump, let's just start off and get into the Trump news. And let's start by going back a few days. Fox News reporting, Swalwell's next attack on Trump, kicking him out of the U.S. Capitol. So Eric Swalwell, 
Mr. Fang Fang Bang Bang. I sleep with a Chinese spy, but somehow Nancy Pelosi still thinks I can be on the intelligence community. Once, uh, excuse me, intelligence committee at the uh, at the House level. Once again, showing everyone that China really is in, in charge. Uh, but I digress. A couple days ago, making the news was Eric Swalwell being a co-sponsor, the only co-sponsor of a bill that was attempting to keep President Trump out of the Capitol. Embattled Representative Eric Swalwell, the Democrat who kicked off the House Select Committee on Intelligence by Republicans for having a year-long relationship with a Chinese spy, is looking to kick former President Donald Trump out of the Capitol forever. Swalwell is a sole co-sponsor of a new Democratic resolution that says Trump and several of his top aides should be permanently banished from the Capitol because of their attempt to undermine. The resolution from Representative Nakima Williams, a Democrat, Eric Swalwell, of course, being a Republican, but uh, that pretty much a name only. He really is a Chinese spy asset, got honeypotted, and we know that China is run by the Chinese Communist Party, therefore they're communists, therefore they're Marxists, and the Marxist Party in America is a Democrat, so in reality, Eric Swalwell is a Democrat in drag. The resolution asks that the House Senate Sergeant-at-Arms and the U.S. Capitol Police take such actions as may be necessary to prohibit Trump and eight of his top former advisors and counselors from ever entering the Capitol again. Folks, yeah, this is seriously what they're working on in D.C. Not stopping Joe Biden, not stopping putting a a, a Band-Aid, at least a Band-Aid, some sort of Band-Aid on the bleeding of American wealth and prosperity due to the worst hidden tax that most people don't really realize, and that is inflation caused by bad policy. All bad policy, but policy that is implemented by the Marxists by design to squeeze and eliminate the middle class and the working class in America. So it makes a recommendation after recounting the work of the select committee to investigate the January 6th attack, uh, the efforts to under uh, President Trump's undermine this resolution would ban former Trump advisor Steve Bannon, uh, Mark Meadows, uh, Dean Scavino, uh, sorry Dan Scavino, Peter Navarro, uh, Jeffrey Clark, the former uh, Assistant Attorney General, who urged an investigation, uh, John Eastman, uh, Kenneth uh, Chesabro, and Rudy Giuliani, and we all know why because they worked with President Trump at the end of 2020 and investigating the claims that President Trump made at that time. So, what is President Trump's uh, reply to all of this? It's in a way that only President Trump could do it. Statement by Donald J. Trump, 45th President of the United States of America. Little respected Representative Eric Swalwell was just kicked off the Intelligence Committee for reasons of integrity and lack of intelligence. (laughs) And for having the poor judgment of dating and falling desperately in love with a Chinese spy, Fang Fang, whose honey net has gotten massive amounts of information for her beloved China. This idiot is now calling, for publicity purposes only, for some great American patriots, including me, to be banned from the Capitol. Fortunately, people understand that Swalwell is a lowlife, not respected by anybody, and merely used for entertainment purposes by the fake news media to continue their assault on President Donald J. Trump and America. Said only how President Trump could say and put it, uh, calling him a lowlife, pointing out that he really isn't liked by anybody. The Democrats use him 
and the fake media have them on just so they can have Trump news because Trump news sells and Biden, boring Biden, uh, bubbling Biden news is not very exciting. So there you go. Uh, Once again, the witch hunt continues. And they are going way back on some of these witch hunts. Remember Amy Berman Jackson, the worst, one of the worst judges and a partisan judge who somehow seems to have her fingers and everything in the deep state. She is obviously controlled by them. Far left Obama appointed federal judge ordered the, de- the deposition of Trump and FBI Director Ray in a lawsuit related to Peter Strzok's firing. Yeah, we're going way back. They have nothing on Trump, so they've got to rehash and recycle and rebring up old things. And here we go again. Former FBI counterintelligence chief Peter Strzok in 2019, that's four years ago, folks, now, or just about four years, four years ago, filed a lawsuit against the FBI and DOJ over his firing, claiming the decision was based on unrelenting pressure from President Trump. What about your pansies? Peter Strzok, a key FBI agent in the FBI investigation, the Russia investigation, excuse me, was caught sending anti-Trump text messages to his paramour, FBI lawyer Lisa Page, and subsequently removed from the special counsel's team in 2017. We're going on five years now. And he was fired in 2018. Well, they're rehashing all of this political reporting the other day. Judge orders deposition of Trump Ray in long-running dispute with ex-FBI officials. A federal judge has agreed to permit former FBI officials Peter Strzok and Lisa Page to take sworn testimony from President Donald Trump for two hours as part of their long-running lawsuits. Yeah, long-running for sure. Related to Strzok's firing in 2018. U.S. District Court Judge Amy Berman Jackson ruled on Thursday that Strzok and Page, whose text messages disparaging then-candidate Trump, cast a pall over FBI's investigation of links between Trump and Russia, of which we know there isn't any. But here's the twist. Their ability to ask Trump and Ray about these circumstances might come down to a decision from President Joe Biden. Jackson's order gave the Justice Department a month to inform the court whether the current president will invoke executive privilege over any aspect of Trump's testimony. Do you think that partisan, treasonous, traitorous, rat bastard Joe Biden is going to allow President Trump to invoke or he's going to invoke executive privilege on behalf of President Trump? He's the one that allowed the entire FBI rating of President Trump at Mar-a-Lago to begin with. Oh, and we've got more news on that. We'll get to that here next. So Jackson, an appointee of President Barack Obama, the true, as we've already established at the beginning of this episode, the true person in charge of this third term of the O'Biden administration, also stressed that she had not yet considered all potential objections to demands for testimony from Trump and Ray. That can include arguments by Trump that he has unilateral right as a former president to assert executive privilege. So this thing has been going on for a long time. Let's see what happens. So like I said, let's go into this latest leak yesterday from CNN Politics. Exclusive, how a box with classified documents ended up in Trump's office months after FBI searched Mar-a-Lago. So what we have here is CNN attempting to make a mountain out of a molehill over something that is essentially, as you will see, 
a nothing burger. <laughs> and boy, do they continue with these nothing burgers, don't they? So here's what's uh, much to do about nothing. The Justice Department wants to know how a box containing a handful of classified records scattered among copies of presidential schedules turned up at Mar-a-Lago late last year, well after several rounds of searches of the property by federal agents and aides to former President Donald Trump, according to people familiar with the matter. Investigators working for special counsel Jack Smith in recent weeks have interviewed a Trump aide who copied classified materials found in the box using her phone to put them on a laptop. Ooh, after a voluntary interview with the aide, prosecutors subpoenaed the password to the laptop, which he provided according to one of the sources. Yeah, but when you get down into what really happened uh, in here, it is a nothing burger that really, really happened. During the December search of Mar-a-Lago, the box containing a handful of classified documents intermingled with Trump's presidential schedules was discovered, according to people from the search was, uh, efforts. When the team found the box, it was initially believed that the FBI had simply missed it during the search warrant. But upon further investigation, the legal team discovered that an aide had moved it as part of her job function. She was an assistant. She was, uh, she was administrative staff. By that point, the box had been moved into a closet into the suite where Trump campaign memorabilia was stored. Trump's lawyers then turned over the box to the Justice Department. So when they found it, they turned it over. Once again, because President Trump and his people have been cooperating. In recent weeks, prosecutors secured grand jury testimony from the two people hired to search Trump's property last fall and have been pursuing answers from his lawyers. This is, in fact, a nothing burger. And as Christina Layla over the Gateway Pundit pointed out, they have nothing, so they're just leaking this information over to CNN yesterday because it's a nothing burger and they're really looking just to go after him for maybe some sort of obstruction charge. Once again, no crime committed here, just process crimes is what they're going after at this point. As Christina Layla said yesterday, another day, another deep state leak. Biden's Justice Department has nothing on Trump, so they're going to try to get him on obstruction charges. Special Counsel Jack Smith is investigating how classified documents were at Trump Mar-a-Lago's residence after the August raid last year. They were just moved to another place because the FBI missed that box in their own raid. So they're like, okay, well, they got what they needed. We moved to somewhere else. And then later they discovered that there was an, a, a, an envelope or file marked classified. So they turned it over. It's a nothing burger. The FBI searched it, didn't find it. They missed it. Trump's people found it after it had been moved into the memorabilia closet. And then they uh, they said, oh, you guys missed this. Here's the box. And the whole thing about taking pictures is they were scanning stuff into a Trump laptop. There was no scanning material. So she was just using Adobe software on her phone to take pictures. Everyone's fully cooperating. This is a nothing burger. Uh, and a follow-up to this, um, to this report uh, over at the Gateway Pundit yesterday, uh, Jim Hoft uh, reached out uh, to get some information. And... According to sources close to the Trump team, the latest report by the three CNN authors is about a document box managed by a receptionist. This is not new news. The Trump team lawyers worked closely with the DOJ on this faux scandal every step of the way. This is a nothing. No, this is a another, or this is another nothing burger. Something the American public has grown used to. A second source within the Trump team also said this was nothing. They heard about it months ago. 
So the CNN exclusive from yesterday is old news. It appears the DOJ and special counsel Jack Smith is going to play the old Mueller game and slow leak junk reports to the fake news to build public su- support for their nothing burger investigation. Now we've got, talking about special counsel, they're now continuing to go after Mike Pence to testify in their January 6th probe. So once again, this is the Jack Smith special counsel. Uh, Federal prosecutors have asked the chief judge in Washington, D.C.'s federal court to compel former Vice President Mike Pence to comply with a grand jury subpoena and testify as witness and special counsel Jack Smith's investigation into the events surrounding the January 6th attack on the Capitol. The motion to compel Pence's testimony filed in secret to Chief Judge Beryl Beryl Howell in recent days came after lawyers for former President Donald Trump asserted executive privilege in response to Pence's subpoena. So they're saying, hey, Pence doesn't have to testify over this. It's over executive privilege because this has to do with communication with the president. But what's interesting is Mike Pence is not going that route. He is saying, hey, look, I was acting as vice president. I was uh, over as president of the Senate. I was doing it as president of the Senate. So you guys can't get me on this. Um, they're they're invoking the, constitutional's, the Constitution's speech or debate clause as a means of protecting him from the investigation. That clause protects members of Congress from being questioned about their legislative actions by other branches of the federal government. He was acting as president of the uh, Senate at that moment, not as vice president, and that is what he's invoking. Once again, special counsel has nothing. Since we're talking about Pence, here is what Pence told NBC about his run for president in 2024 and once again, the old tired lie by the establishment hacks and the backstabbers like Mike Pence that people just want to move on from President Trump. Let me play you this clip. In a speech in Texas today, former Vice President Mike Pence pushed for unwavering U.S. military support for Ukraine. Afterward, he spoke with Ali Vitali and gave his take on former President Trump's bid for another run at the White House. The fact that Mike Pence is all about the continued war in Ukraine against Russia and our funding of it is reason enough enough for us not to vote for him in 2024. But that's before he went on to this nonsense. I think the times call for different leadership. And I'm confident we'll have better choices. Are you and you're thinking my, about being one than my old running mate uh, come 2024. There will be better choices than his former running mate, President Trump, in 2024. You know, President Trump would probably work to end the war in Ukraine and Russia and bring peace and prosperity, not just the United States, but to the world, not by being a globalist, but by making smart policy that ensures our safety, our security, our peace and prosperity, and then working with great foreign uh, leaders to bring about the same peace. Remember, There were no new wars or conflicts under President Trump, something that Mike Pence and the rhino Republican establishment can't stand. Now, if you may have noticed when I played you, I didn't really comment on it. If you're new around here, I played you my very first political YouTube video, a clip of it earlier in this episode. You'll notice at the beginning of this channel, it only lasted for like, I think that video and the next one. I called myself Black Conservative Hippie. It didn't really catch on. It was a dumb name, but it was because 
I am the reason why I called the black sort of hippie this channel in the beginning is because I am not a neocon. I am not for endless and needless wars. And in that aspect, I'm a hippie. I like peace and prosperity. I believe in strong government. I believe in the Second Amendment. I believe in peace through strength and defense, not through aggression and making rich all those involved in the military industrial complex, something that Mike Pence is obviously a part of and wants to do the bidding of, and he does not, and he no longer supports uh, President Trump. Because I have you talked to him lately? I I I, I have not. At this point, really, what do Mike Pence and President Trump have to say to each other? That wasn't the only thing Mr. Pence had to say about the former president. That's right, Lester. Mr. Pence drawing a sharp contrast with his former boss, saying Americans want, quote, civility to return to politics, and that these times, in his words, call for different leadership experience. A new type of leadership experience. You know, the same swampy experience that Mike Pence brings to uh, D.C. Let's be honest, the same uh, swamp that DeSantis would bring to the Oval Office. Don't forget, folks, that before DeSantis has been doing a bang-up great job as governor of Florida. He kind of was a not-so-great uh, congressman for the state of Florida. He wasn't a bad congressman, but he got re-elected twice and really didn't do anything of note. I mean, he was a part of the founding, I guess, Freedom Caucus or whatever. But until President Trump rallied behind him as governor of Florida in his run a few years ago, we never even really heard of Ron DeSantis. But anyway, the question is, of course, if Mike Pence is that experience that D.C. needs, is he finally going to officially put his name in the hat along with Nikki Haley and the other guy, forgot his name. As for the former vice president, he told me he and his family will make a decision by spring on his own plans to run for president. So there you have it. Before we get into this crazy fire and dangerous incident that no one's talking about. Let me just remind you that as if they're as they're going after President Trump, after going after as as they're going after Mike Pence, Hunter Biden is ignoring everything. Hunter Biden missed the midnight deadline a few days ago to provide his overseas business dealings to the House Oversight Committee. This sets the stage for a subpoena from the House Oversight Committee. James Comer wants all similar documents from Joe Biden's brother, James. Comer says the documents will shed light on Biden's family influence peddling. Remember, Steve Bannon uh, has that whole FBI scuffle because he uh, did not uh, go, did not reply to an illegitimate subpoena from the illegitimate um, subcommittee on January 6th. Well, let's see what happens to uh, Hunter Biden who is now going to be subpoenaed as he is uncooperating. Uh, over on Telegram, they uh, they posted this uh, little clip uh, from Maria Bartiromo about this missing of the deadline by Hunter Biden. Let me play that for you right now. Stonewalling has begun. Hunter Biden missed the midnight deadline to provide records about his overseas business dealings and influence peddling to the House Oversight Committee. This now setting the stage for a potential subpoena from Republicans. Chairman James Comer also wants similar documents from President Biden's brother, James, and Hunter Biden's business partner, Eric Schwerin. 
Comer says the documents will shed light on the Biden family's influence peddling. Now, it remains to be seen if, in fact, the Hunter, uh, excuse me, the Bidens, Hunter and James, are going to get the same treatment that Trump folks get when they ignore congressional requests and subsequent subpoenas. And John, you've written a lot about the Biden laptop. You have it, right? I have it. I keep it in a Ziploc bag <laughs> in my apartment. That's wild. That's great. <laughs> Tell us about this stonewalling that's going on. He's probably going to get a subpoena. Is he yep. going to blow that off too? The, the next step is a subpoena. Well, that's going to be much tougher to blow off. You know, you can ask Steve Bannon what happens when you blow off a House subpoena. Okay, folks. Now let's get into let's get into the uh, the the news that's not being talked about, including myself. Uh, not giving proper reporting on that, but we need to bring you up to speed. And I'm not the only one not talking about this. Uh, let's uh, let's get into this. So what we have here, let me. Uh, what we have here, uh, thanks to uh, Wendy, Mrs. K, uh, who brought this to my attention uh, a few days ago, and I was going to report on it. I actually had a tab on it, but I had an episode that ran too long, so I didn't report on it the other day. But we're doing it now. Nothing to see here, just your everyday fire at a uranium complex. Folks, by the way, if you want to uh, interact with me, uh, the best way uh, to do that, the best way to actually do that is to uh, join my community, the Black Conservative community, for free over at therealbcp.com on Locals. That is where Wendy posted, and that is uh, how she got my attention. That's the best way to interact with me. Uh, pointing this out to me about the major response underway at a Y-12 national security complex that uranium was on fire in the middle of all this uh, train derailment, East Palestine, uh, Palestine incident, other fires in Ohio, uh, plane crashes, and other things. This is not being talked about, so let's get into it. We are turning back to that breaking news situation out of Oak Ridge. Officials say there was an emergency at the Y-12 National Security Complex this morning around 9 a.m., and we're told it was a fire involving uranium. Yes, uranium. The same uranium used in nuclear power and nuclear weapons. When I first saw this story, I saw a fire in Tennessee, and I was like, oh, let me mention this as another fire. But like I said, I had it in the tab and I missed it. And then the story <laughs> got a little bit more interesting than just being a fire in Tennessee, which I would say would be very important when uranium is involved. Ken's few hours this morning when a fire started in a uranium processing facility at Y-12 National Security Complex. Yeah, Bo and Lori, a stressful few hours indeed. However, officials say there is no threat to the public. Now, it all started at 9.15 this morning when crews responded to a hood fire involving uranium. That fire was contained inside of a building on the west side of the complex. Remember, folks, we're supposed to trust anyone with an official title whether it's a corporate or government title, when they tell us that everything is fine, no one's been injured, everything is great, nothing to see here. I mean, ask that to our brothers and sisters in East Palestine, Ohio, and over on the other side of Pennsylvania, as they deal with the continued lies from, oh, I don't know, the Biden regime, 
local agencies and Norfolk Southern that tell them everything's okay, folks, everything's okay. As 44,000 animals have died, people are sick, having nausea, having headaches, and other issues. Is this a nothing burger or is this a story that merits a little bit more attention than it has been getting? And uh, I'm being honest here, even I am guilty of not giving it perhaps the proper attention. Y12 says, on Wednesday, uranium in a metal form caught fire in a hood in building 9212. The area was evacuated. This For 9212, we're talking about a couple hundred employees. And there were also employees from some adjacent buildings that were also evacuated. Tonight, we are learning new details about uranium in its metal form. Y-12 says that's the substance involved in the fire at its facility yesterday. The Department of Energy says it opened almost 80 years ago and it processes uranium. One environmental expert we spoke with says she's not worried about the type of uranium in that fire. Oh, because the uranium's in metal form, we shouldn't worry about it. Yeah, okay. Yeah, like we shouldn't worry about controlled burns in East Palestine either, I guess. It's always concerning when we hear about an accident. It's a concern for Oak Ridge City Councilwoman Ellen Smith. The nuclear weapons plant says it's on no release of radioactivity. The Tennessee Department of Environment and Conservation confirmed there have been no releases to the environment or impacts off-site. Now, this is where it gets interesting, spooky, and a little disconcerting. How do they know that there's no danger to the site? Well, listen to this explanation. In the facility itself, we have what are known as continuous air monitors. They did not alarm as a result of that. So, as they're reassuring us that there's nothing to see here, the Government Accountability Office has something completely different to say, not just now, but about this facility and this building. And that, in fact, mm, it is dangerous. The Government Accountability Office says Building 9212 is the oldest building with the highest nuclear safety risk at Y-12. The buildings predate modern nuclear safety codes, a report says. Now, amid all these fires that we're having... This, I don't know, makes it even more disconcerting. It's in an old building that back three years ago, the Government Account, uh, Accountability Office said, yeah, this is an old building. It doesn't have the modern safety standards. In the middle of train derailment fires, other fires in Ohio, planes exploding, going to investigate what's happening in Ohio, we have this fire that's going underreported. Now, folks, what I'm showing you is local news coverage because... It seems to me in my search that the national media, the big mainstream media, has been fairly silent on that. And that silence, to me, is deafening. But there's been no spread of contamination outside of the processing equipment proper. This city councilwoman wants to know what happened and why. We need a report finally on what, on what, what occurred. All right, folks, I'll stay on top of this uh, story. But if you're worried about the building being old and not having the proper safety things that we now have in the 2020s, don't worry about it. They're working on it. It's only going to take them about a dozen years to get this corrected. Because of the building's age, Y-12 is trying to move out of building 9212 by 2035. Is this something to be concerned about or is this a nothing burger?
I'll let you decide. As more information comes out, I will stay on top of the story. Scout's honor. Now, I wasn't an Eagle Scout, but my two boys were, so just take my word for it. Thanks for being here, folks. We'll have continued coverage uh, for you throughout uh, the weekend. Please do us a favor. Uh, If you're watching this on YouTube, like, share, subscribe. Share the link to this on social media. And if you're watching this on Spotify or listening to it on one of the other uh, several podcasting uh, platforms, just do us a favor and follow or whatever you can do on that platform to show that platform that you are looking forward to and want to receive uh, more of these reports on that particular platform. Uh, Please don't forget that we have a sister uh, YouTube channel uh, on here. It's called The BCP Report, and that is where uh, my daughter, BCP Juniorette, reports the news with no commentary, just straight facts, just straight the news. Uh, She dropped an episode just a few hours before this one. You'll be seeing this one. Make sure you check it out. The links to everything are down below. And don't forget to check out our other uh, program, BCP Unfiltered. You can catch that on all of this uh, podcast platforms, and you can watch it on video at Patreon, on Locals, and on Spotify. Just go over to therealbcp.com and join our community for free. I will have more reports for you throughout the weekend. Hang tight. Ciao, goodbye, God bless. Thanks for joining us on Open Source News. Don't forget to like, share, subscribe, and turn on the notifications bell so you don't miss out on any real news.